0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Blessed season, and blessed month of Kiak. In the year 516 BC, Judah came back and returned to Israel after the exile for 70 years. When God's people disobeyed him, they went out to exile and they stayed in the exile for seven years. And after they finished their time of being ready to go back or repentance God brought brought them back they built their houses again and they built rebuilt the temple this temple was much more modest than the original one that he had But the modesty of the temple was not such a concern to God. But what concerned God is the way they worshiped. So even after they returned, by some years, they started to exhibit the same signs again, same behavior. Repeat again. Taking advantage of the widows and the orphans. A reverence to the temple. A reverence to the sacrifices. The priests did not take good care of the temple. Did not offer God the best sacrifices. And so God was... Again, displeased with Israel. And Malachi was the last prophet who came to speak exactly about those same things, saying, look around you, you're doing the same things, you're taking advantage of the orphans and the widows, you're not living righteously your marriages are not pure, the temple is is not well taken care of. And in Malachi chapter 4, in the last two verses, Malachi said that God will send a messenger before his face will return the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. This is the last prophecy in the Old Testament. This is where Luke picks up exactly where Malachi left. Luke today picks up exactly from where Malachi left. Malachi ended the last prophecy almost in the Old Testament, saying that the hearts of the, that that God will send a messenger before his face, and this messenger will do exactly that, will return the hearts of the fathers to their children, and the hearts of the children to the fathers. And so today Zacharias entered into the temple to offer incense, And in the holy place, he meets Archangel Gabriel but not only him, he's encountered with a revelation about things yet to come that his wife will bear a child and that he will go before the Lord and that he will return many people to the Lord their God and that he will go before him in the power and the spirit of Elijah and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make people ready for the coming of the Lord. And so apparently the coming of the Lord needs preparation, (coughs) it needs preparation. And the preparation takes place in two things that the Archangel Gabriel brought in today. He said the preparation takes place when the hearts of the fathers go back to the children and the hearts of the children go back to the fathers and the disobedient come back to the wisdom of the just so the hearts of the fathers and the children coming together is coming to the one faith it's not coming to any form of agreement although that would be beautiful actually just when all agreements come together in a family But if you look into the circumstances of Israel and you look into our circumstances, they're very similar by the way. I think sometimes we show a reverence to our church and to God. I think sometimes All of us maybe we don't offer the best praises I don't think we offer the best of our fastings I think sometimes our worship is maybe empty and you can very easily measure this by how many text messages maybe are sent during the liturgy time among our congregants who are attending church I think if God looks upon this and probably say, "Oh, this looks exactly like Malachi's time." If sometimes you open your eyes and see how we behave in church, you'll probably make very direct connections between what Malachi complained about and what takes place among us. So, what's the, solution that, what's the solution that Archangel Gabriel today brought into Zechariah? He says, the hearts of the fathers go back to the sons, to the children, the children go back to the fathers, but it's in the heart where the solution is. I'm going to speak today about three different hearts. One argumentative heart. An argumentative heart is a heart that always an argument with God. What have you done for us? Why we're not allowed to do th- these things? Why God is not on our side? Why we're not blessed in a certain way? Why our children are not blessed in this way or that way? Where is our God? And by the way, this this was a problem in the prophecy of Malachi. God would go to his people and he would tell them. Malachi says, I have loved you, says the Lord. And the people would say to him, how have you loved us?" They would argue with him. Show us, how do you love us? He goes to his people and he tells them, I have loved you. And they tell him, how have you loved us? He says, i picked Jacob, and I rejected Esau. I picked you to be my own people. And they say to him, Show us something. And you go back to them and tell them, your priest has my altar and my sacrifices. And you tell him, how? How did this happen? Not how as in how can we fix it, but rather how. That is not true. That's not the case. Show us how you love us. An argumentative heart, a heart that argues with God. The heart is usually entitled. The heart probably believes that I am entitled to all things and everything. And if God does not give it to me, he owes me this. And I told you this before here. God does not owe us anything. Nothing. We owe him all things. So an argumentative heart is a heart that argues with God over all things. To make people ready for God and for his coming, a heart needs to be ready. If we want to truly enjoy the season for its meaning, for what it is, for a spiritual fast and a spiritual feast, I always wonder really why we don't take this season as serious as the great land i mean of course the great land has its own taste has its own flavor but i always wondered i mean this fast is only 10 days shorter than the great land but we don't take it anywhere as serious as serious as the great land and i don't know why so so If we want to truly enjoy the season and be ready for the coming of the Lord into our hearts, we need to have our hearts ready. This argumentative heart has to stop. The heart that is entitled to things has to stop. The second type of heart is a divided heart. That's in Hosea. That's one of the prophets says. You've divided your hearts. You've divided your hearts. You're too distracted by many, many things. You're too distracted by many things. You know what's the next? What's the rest of the verse? Now we are found guilty. This is what Hosea says in Hosea ten. Your hearts are divided. In loyality, your heart is not with me alone. How do you want me to come and dwell in your heart if your heart is divided? He says, if your heart is divided, then you're found guilty. Guilty of what? You're being disloyal. And you tell me if our hearts are not divided or, or they're not disloyal. We're so occupied with so many, many things, especially in the season. We deprive ourselves from a spiritual meaning of the fast, and a spiritual meaning of Christmas, and a spiritual meaning of the season. And we get occupied by so many things. While the only way to truly experience the coming of the Lord is by preparing our hearts. Now... In the Orthodox Church, we consider the heart to be the Holy of Holies. Like if you you know the Tabernacle, if you know how it's divided, it's the Holy of Holies, then the Holy Place, then the outside, right? The Holy of Holies is where God meets man. In the Orthodox tradition, that's the heart. And so if the heart is not ready, God is not going to be there. The third type of a heart is a heart that's not interested in God at all. I mean, I I don't know, you want to call it lukewarm, call it lukewarm. You want to call it a heart that's just not interested, call it not interested. But don't be upset with me. I enter sometimes some meetings or sometimes Sunday school classrooms and I see youth and I see kids and I see even sometimes here in church in the midst of the congregation no interest at all completely indifferent to what God does what God says what his commandments are what his ordinances are, what he asks us to do. Me coming to church has become something that I do on Sunday morning and that's about it. Archangel Gabriel and what John the Baptist had done, exactly what we need to prepare our hearts and the disobedient return it back to the wisdom of the just to the wisdom of doing what is right you know in the old testament what did he say lord examine me and test me and test my heart Proverbs says, before all things, before all things, guard your heart. From within it, all things come out. Everything we do comes out from the heart. Everything. And so in the Old Testament, they kept crying out. Test my heart and test my mind, examine me, purify my heart, incline my heart to you, O Lord. You know that word, incline, let your heart be ready to God. And the psalm, he says, my heart is ready, O God, my heart is ready. But I don't think that's what we have. You want to prepare your heart? I'm not going to tell you anything new. I think it, I've, I've spoken about this many many times and I think all of us grew in the Orthodox Church, many, many of us grew up in the Orthodox Church when we know what we need to do. We need to come in repentance. We need to come to repentance in contrite heart and not just in habits. Our fasting needs to be a true fasting. Our prostrations need to be proper prostrations. These are bodily things. But deform our minds, deform our spiritual life. They make our hearts to incline towards God. so when, when it's time for him to come, he comes and finds our hearts ready. But so long our hearts are not inclined towards Him, not willing even to receive Him, so long we're completely uninterested in Him, there's no way He will come and dwell in us. My final thought, if you want to prepare your heart, obey God. It's probably something they probably heard me recently speaking about so often. I don't know why, but this has been really on my mind recently. This obeying God's commandments and ordinances. To live a life of fear of God, to live a life in the commandments of God, to walk in God's commandments, to pay attention to your neighbor, to to love your neighbor as yourself, to serve your neighbor, to live a life of piety, to live a life of of loving and serving everyone, to fear God in your heart, to fear his judgment. I mean, Zechariah was terrified. Zechariah today was terrified. If we truly want to celebrate a feast, if we truly want to make our hearts ready, prepared, as John the Baptist made the people ready for the coming of the Lord, it's in our hearts. Prepare your heart. Make it inclined to God, make it ready for His coming, and glory be to God forever.